Welcome to our special edition episode 7.5 of Smells Like Teen Parrot, a podcast for adolescents and the adults who annoy them. I'm your host, Jenny Debevic, a counselor and academic consultant with 20 years experience working with youth. I'm also a mom who has an adolescent who really, really wants to be on social media. We're sort of like on the starting to have some of these discussions about what, what social media you want, Um, what you think about it, what do you know about it? I know that like everything there's the good and bad aspects so i think that there are some really great aspects of different parts of social media like meeting friends or learning or be able being able to share what you create there are a lot of good aspects because you can form communities and stuff and you can share your opinions and another and then there are also bad aspects to it. So I'm including a couple of real-time conversations where I'm not only momming it, but I'm also trying to use intentional interviewing counseling techniques. Let me just uh, preface this by saying there are many, 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 many times when my counseling skills, which are effective in my professional life, fall flat or actually backfire with my own progeny. As parents, we're often humbled by the reality that our professional expertise does not equal being expert parents. So what is effective in conversing with our children? I would love to hear from you. So email me at smellsliketeenparent at gmail.com or you can connect, follow, like, etc, etc. In my love-hate relationship with social media accounts, your downloads are greatly appreciated as downloads are the track data that enables me to produce more content to support authentic, productive conversations between adults and teens. How do we talk to teens in an effective way? Parents and caregivers, you you already have within you a set of micro skills at the ready to foster honest, productive dialogues about loaded topics, drugs, sex, social media. I think that's pretty much it, right? War, politics, climate change, anything I'm missing? You're gonna have to have it and experience the bad parts of it to be able to be cautious. People will tell you, oh, there's bad parts on social media, blah, 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 blah. And you can be really, and they're just like, you know, telling you what it's like, but you can't really be cautious enough until you've experienced those things, which I think is a really important thing because it also introduces you to parts of real life, like how not everyone on the internet is trustable or, you know, there are some kind of creepy things going on out there. And I think recognizing that is really important because there are so many different things out there, just billions upon billions of different things, different people. Well, we're talking about social media though, right? Social media. So like social media, what is? what do you consider, what are the main ones that you hear about? Okay, Instagram, mm-hmm. Discord, TikTok. Um, of course, there's Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have to say, on some of those websites, mm-hmm. there are some really great things going on. Like what? Give like, me an example. you know, people sharing their interests or you know, wholesome things, making people laugh, or sharing important opinions. Of course, there's really, really toxic things. Have you seen any of the toxic things? Um, I think a little bit. I mean, of course, there's, you know, people just generally being mean to each other. And then there's, you know, posting harmful or disrespectful things. It gives a lot of room to, like, you know, really hateful things. And then really creepy things. Mm-hmm. Like, can we talk about the creepy and hateful for a sec? Yeah. Like, how 
I mean, what do you do when you see a, a creepy thing? Like, how do you know, how do you recognize that it's creepy? How? It's well, kind of a weird question, right? But like, eh. how, like what, when you see something that makes you, is it that you have a feeling about it? Just, I think most people have like general common sense. Like they can tell if something is off on the internet. Like mm -hmm. people, they can be a little weird sometimes and then just kind of like, nope, I'm I'm not doing this. Nope. Creating a space where kids can talk freely without shame, fear, or guilt is not easy. It takes skills, timing, breathing. Couple of tips? There's these things called micro skills, which include attending behavior and empathy, being present and open, silencing your phone, observation, where you note how the body language, vocal quality, and facial expression of your child changes depending on what they're saying. You don't need to say anything about what you're observing or remark on it, but just note it and calibrate your own responses accordingly. Also, when you're talking with your teen, you want to be using validating words or phrases, whether it's verbal like, hey, I appreciate this time to connect or say more about being stressful because it shows that you're listening without putting your own interpretation on things. Teens ultimately just desire agency over their own lives at this point. Also, nonverbal validation, such as smiling to welcome their thoughts, and then maybe paraphrasing to make sure that you're capturing what your kid is saying versus what you think about it or what you actually want them to say. There's also this spacing issue. I find that in most cases, sitting directly across from adolescents and teens can make them feel self-conscious and sort of emphasize our power dynamic, whereas sitting next to them or sitting next to each other in many activities lessens the intensity of our interaction. In this next segment that I'm having with my child, we are literally recording from my car on our way home from school. I love my car for that reason. Well, what would you do? What would I do? Yeah. What would you do? Yeah, yeah. just think, just like, okay, well, I'm going away from wherever this is and bye-bye. What am I supposed to do? Well, I think that's, that's probably a good strategy. Yeah. Okay, what else? Could you talk to an adult? Well, like, what's the adult going to do? Like, Well, we can help close if there's stuff that keeps happening that it leads you to other sites. Well, or like, I just something. have to avoid it. It's like, the only bad thing that could happen is, like, if I get a virus, then I need to talk to an adult. That's but, true. like, if I see that stuff, I'm just going to close the website and, like, never go there again. But... Other than that, there's not much we can do. Yeah. So you haven't seen anything yet? No. What about people who are, or like, users who are sketchy? Users who are sketchy? Yeah. Like, has anybody ever, like, talked to you when you're... Uh, not any sketchy people that I can remember. Nobody's, like, asked for my personal information in a weird way. Hmm. What um, about... And if they did, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to share that with you in the night and walk them. Yeah. What if somebody you befriended and you thought it was safe and then they asked you to send them a picture? A picture of what? Of you. Of me? Yeah. Well, it, it depends on what my relationship with this person is like. If I know that they're real and yeah. I don't know what they would do with that picture. Exactly. Really, what can they do with a picture of me? Well, they can take a picture of you and they can change features. Like Photoshop? Photoshop you. Yeah, why would they do that? Well, because people are mean. Or they, they Photoshop are, me and then they, like, well, they could it somewhere? Yeah, they could Photoshop you and put, like, sexual images of you or 
something inappropriate. Yeah. But I've never had anyone attempt to do that. Well, that's good. Just sort of the what if, just kind of thinking and talking about it. So if it does come up in the moment, then you can be like, oh, oh yeah, we kind of talked about that. What could, what might I do here? Do this, this, this. I've talked about this with both of you and dad like billions of times. Oh, good. So I'm not too concerned about being oblivious. Yeah. Especially since something that happened over Discord. Finally, reflecting the feelings that your teen is having, like, so you feel frustrated that you can't have more freedom to make an Instagram account, or you feel confident that you could handle yourself, acknowledges that you are appreciative of their growing sense of self-confidence and integrity. No matter what adult experts say, this is ultimately a decision to be made between you and your child. And in this regard, it's a valuable opportunity to deepen your relationship and strengthen your own skills as a patient, attentive parent that we all want to be. Thanks for listening and for downloading this mini episode. Join me for the upcoming real episode where we discuss adolescent ADHD. I should have had this out a month earlier, but I got a little bit distracted. How ironic. Including ADHD, how to be an advocate, but not a helicopter psychoparent for your child. How to build collaborative relationships with their school team and how to help your kid at home manage their just ADHD mind and how to own it and feel like it can be an asset. Thanks for listening and may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be free from suffering. And don't forget to wear sunscreen every day. <laughs>